Well, welcome back, everyone, to the Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game, the only person capable of playing God, killing characters, and lowering the egos of all of the people at the table. Uh, my name is DM Chris, that's aka DM Chris, and I am joined by <gasps> DM Neil, aka Jote Maniac. Neil, I am super excited for this episode. We were talking about things uh, last week. We were talking about doing some potential monsters. We listed some off, and we're going to talk about the cute and ever so cuddly, eh, maybe not, I don't know, blink dogs is what we're going to talk about this episode. You're right. If you blink, you miss it. Exactly. Exactly. It's only like a five-minute episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Poof. It's, gone. it's true. We're going to talk about blink dogs, but you know what I say? I say, that means it's time to head to the meat. I'm starving. We ain't had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Why can't we have some meat? Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. Rather than completely skip over our interview section, we're going to ask each other a surprise question. Love it. Okay, what is your favorite board game from last year? Ooh, from last year. I don't know. It's not like a new one. I've played it a lot before. So, like, good thing you didn't ask me what's your favorite new board game. Nope. I really got into code names last year. That was a really fun one. Okay. Like, we had a couple people on our staff uh, that I work with that enjoyed it. Um, and, yeah, we were just playing through the missions and doing out on all the different difficulties, trying to, you know, go around the world and beat all the, you know, um, instead of just playing it like, hey, you have all of the chances to make it like you've actually got to try and it. So it was just, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun thing to play like over lunch with a couple of people from work and whatnot. So nice. I'd say that was my favorite board game from last year. Nothing too fancy, but what about you, Neil? What was your favorite board game from last year? So there are many versions of monopoly, but I feel that I have stumbled into the best version of monopoly. Okay. It's called builder monopoly. Okay. Because it has a very set win condition. Okay. Instead of just somebody giving up, everybody giving up and saying whoever has the most money win. Yeah, basically. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So the win condition is basically to build a certain height tower and you put a penthouse on it. First person to make the penthouse, you're done. And then you add up what you have at the uh, at that point. Oh, nice. There's a super straightforward win condition. It works with the kids. It, no one seems to hate each other after. So yeah. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. If you would ask my daughter what her favorite game was, it would be Candyland. I cannot tell you how many times I played Candyland this past year. She's four, but, you know, we're working our way up to D&D. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, I, I don't know. Does that mean you have a question for me? You have to. Oh, you want one? me to give you a question, yes. too? If you had to sum up 2021 as a D&D monster, what would it be and why? Um, gibbering Mouther. Too many people are saying too many things. That's it. <laughs> We'll leave it there. <laughs> Done. I didn't even have an answer for it, but that sounds lovely. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great answer. Perfect. That means that we get to talk about a wonderful monster. And I feel like this is probably one of the first times where like, we really kind of almost put air quotes on it. Like, It's in the monster manual. Don't get me wrong. But the Blink Dog doesn't necess necessarily fit into that bag of hit points right. um, category as much as a lot of the other ones we've talked about. We've definitely added nuance and how do you add them to your game. But this is probably the first one that we've done where it's far less likely that your players will just outright fight them. 
Right. Yeah, they are very squishy, to say the least. I mean, their challenge rating, Neil, uh, if I am looking at this correctly, is a quarter. One yes. quarter. 0.25 challenge rating. Which is like, if you accidentally stumble over this thing, you might kill it. Mm-hmm. But you got to do it before it blinks out of existence. You know? Yep. The interesting part that I didn't know is we're just kind of talking about like stats and things about them before we get into some more like how would we use them in games and what would be fun things to do with them. I did not know that they were lawful good mm-hmm. according to their line. I did not know that. I just yeah. assumed everything from the Feywild was just chaotic all the way around or a majority of the things. Yeah, so lawful good and then I did a decent amount of research and it was interesting to see what all they were tied to because they also get tied back to some deities be those deities yeah. being of course good ones but it, it is also interesting the amount of intelligence um that they are given because they have a 10 yes so it's not it's not nothing um and the best part is that languages yeah <laughs> i love dog. this yeah blink dog language it's like okay so you understand elven because you're a fake creature and you can speak your own version of blink dog so does that mean somebody could learn the language blink dog theoretically theoretically yes if a blink dog had opposable thumbs and could write it down for us we could learn it well no just like antonio banderas in the 13th warrior as long as you sit around long enough you too can learn blink dog that is how language works if you just sit around long enough Mm -hmm. not even dedicate yourself to being a linguist who can decipher nuances and things within language just sit and listen yeah, hang out for like an hour or a night and you're good to go. Exactly, exactly. And Neil, they have, obviously, we'll state the obvious, they have this ability to, quote unquote, blink out of existence, which makes them fun and also like, if there's a bunch of them around, could be really terrifying at the same time, you know? Yeah, the the interesting thing is like where that sits because it's a specific 40 foot range right so then it's not like actual blink which is kind of funny because that's a a quantified um spell so they're not going 30 feet instead they're going 40 right um but it's also not more powerful like some of the other spells right and at the same time they have the ability to use dimension door as well that's not their ability, right? No. So that's in uh, some other iterations. Not only give them blink, but then give them dimension door as well. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. To add yeah. In. yeah. Yeah. Which is super funny because it says like, for example, onto the bow of a tree, they could blink back to the entrance of the mansion or downward 300 feet at a 45 degree angle to the south. So like they could legit dimension a long ways away if they wanted to yeah so that that's probably the most interesting thing about like the different iterations that you go through with the blink dog because you're really it's really up to you what that 10 intelligence means because i was reading some stuff that like it's almost this more that it's an innate power so it's like i'm thinking of getting close enough to the orc to bite it i'm not thinking right right like you're saying 45 degrees 300 feet at a you know at this angle underground i'm not doing that but i could yes right i could very easily one of the things that I thought was really funny that's been written about Blink Dogs is their just ravenous hatred for displacer beasts, you know? And we talked about this a little bit beforehand, like, yeah, can you imagine the sight of just like, I feel like if you were to do like a National Geographic Feywild edition, you know, you see like, oh, 
the the blink dog in its natural habitat. Then you see the displacer beast come in and just like all of a sudden it's it's almost like the uh Avengers Endgame where you have like just one blink dog just like oh, yeah. utterly defeated against this displacer beast. And then they all say in Blink Dog on your left, and you just have like fifteen of them show up to just come after the Displacer Beast. It would be required because, um, yeah the the flip side is that the Displacer Beast is a challenge rating of three rather right. than one, quarter. which is much more difficult. Yes, yeah. Is there anything else that we want to say about the definition of the Blink Dog? Um, I think. I mean, they, they have a pretty standard look and have for some pretty much for every iteration because they were in first edition. They're in fifth edition. I think they kind of became popularized in third more than mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they they kind of have the same look. And I would say yeah, it's like updated in, art. Yeah. In the same way that I would want to get more adventurous with Displacer Beast, I would do the same thing with the Blink Dog. Like there's every kind of dog that I can think of, um, you know, from your same thing, an errant step could remove a Chihuahua from this world. You also have dogs that are upwards of 200 pounds. Right. So I think figuring out like what you think would be the most fun for your table, I think is probably the, the direction I would go. Um, but standard they're they're, they're just kind of a big, almost massive Dane looking dog that, Still has fae elements to it, but, I mean, it's a dog. I also imagine when you're saying, like, figure out the iteration of it, the first thing that came to mind, you remember the old movie Oliver and Company back in the day? With the cat who, like, goes into the New York streets, gets lost by his owner, and runs across, like, this this whole, like, Mm -hmm. abandoned pack of animals. I just imagine, like, that could be a really fun, you just have, like, the stray blink animals in some town somewhere. (laughs) And they're called Oliver and Company. Anyways. Enough about the definitions of what blink dogs are. Neil, how would you use blink dogs in your game? So, I mean, like I said, I would first figure out like what kind I want. And then I was reading not just D&D, but also Pathfinder's approach to blink dogs. And man alive, did they decide that they're going to be a <laughs> whole lot more in that they have basically societies that almost like, you know, the individual pack would you know, be more akin to the idea of a clan. Right. And those certain clans have certain things that they'll do. They'll defend a town in the area that they're in. They're beholden to, let's say, a whole group of halflings, and that's passed down from generation to generation. And so I think making something more like that, they also added, like you have an alpha that's running the pack, be it male, be it female, but you also had a sage. Yeah. basically could potentially have sorcerer levels. Um, so it is that that kind of, like I said, like you think of the barbarian clans and then they have the shaman that's with them or the, the seer or someone with the magical affinity that they go to for those sort, sort of things. So I think I would lean more towards that. But then it's also interesting to do that without also anthropomorphizing them at all. Like they're still just dogs. Right. Yeah, because they're because they're not considered beasts and they're not considered humanoids. They're I mean they are their their technical creature definition is fae, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's hard for us because even you know I think of the Redwall series where they anthropomorphized mice and rats and you know owl, you know all of these creatures to make them be human and have their own language and society at the same time. Like 
Blink dogs are fey who have their own language. For all intents and purposes, they are very sentient beings who mm-hmm. have their own societal classes and stuff like that, which I think is really interesting. The idea that I, you know, think of, you know, when you were talking, Neil, I really like the idea of like halflings for whatever reason, or like mm-hmm. dwarfs having blink dogs be tied to their society in some ways. I think that could be a really fun having them be like partners, but not necessarily. I mean, you can do it however you want. You could have them be very smart pets or you could have them be their own society, you know, which is a really interesting idea to take on, have them either be like allies with the halflings that they just coexist with, or they're just really smart pets that are passed down and bred and so on and so forth. Yeah, so the interesting thing, you mentioned dwarves, they're tied to, for Forgotten Realms, they were tied for a bit to Marthamore Duin, which is basically the dwarven god that like wanders around, is like yeah. pathways and things like that, and he was tied to Blink Dogs in a way. So yeah, it would almost be interesting that they could be like the guard, the surface guardians for like a dwarven mine, and then have like these deep caves and things that they live in. Well, the other thing I think of is like it's also it's also hard in a way to think of like what that says. I mean, it's a fun mental exercise, but like the idea of like what that society begins to look at the more you run that through, because you know I think of all the things the technological advances for this guy with two thumbs, <laughs> um, they don't have any. So then thinking right. of what like those those advancements are, um, the other thing is also deciding how quickly they die which mm-hmm. just to take a hard left turn because some of them were like, Oh, eight to 10 years, pretty standard, you know, air quote dog lifespan. But then another was like a hundred something. Right. It's really interesting to decide because I mean, if it's a hundred something, you definitely also have to make decisions about how they procreate or else it's just like, there's blank dogs everywhere. Yeah. Well, and two, like, yeah, exactly. But if you have, if you have blink dogs that live for eight to 10 years, their society looks very different than blink dogs that can live to be a hundred years. You know, if you're eight to 10 years, you're not really able to get a whole lot done or set up a whole Mm -hmm. lot in terms of structure or education or, you know, however that works for blink dogs, but a hundred years, I mean, that's longer than human. So in some ways you have, you would have to think of, what would a really advanced blink dog society look like? You know, if they live for that long, is that where like the sage blink dog comes in because they have learned how to use magic in ways other than just dimension dooring or blinking, you know, Mm -hmm. do they have a more, do they, are there like warrior blink dogs, which they've figured out how to use different barks or bones that they've found to create armor or, weapons or what you know however that would look on their on their bodies you know the, those sorts of things i can imagine if those are going to be the pathways that you take like you almost have to have blink dogs last for 50 to 100 years in order to accomplish something like that well yeah and the, i mean it even says on the the teleport I, I was pulled it up to read it again but it does say with along with any equipment it is wearing or carrying that it blinks with them yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like specifically noting yep that piece yeah, I imagine that these these could be really good, depending on how they look, they could be really good spies in a game, you know? Like, who's going to think anything of a dog? Especially if it's, like, 
somehow somebody on the material plane has made a pact with or learned how to speak, speak blink dog. Like who's going to think about a stray dog when they're having conversations around, you know, like if, if they are, if they are living for so long and have the ability to learn other languages, you know, could that be something that, or could they, they sneak in somewhere and steal a journal that you tell them to look for in Sylvan or something like that. You know, there's tons of fun way. And then they just blink out like poof, gone, you know, no, no harm, no foul sort of thing. Yeah. Well, you also think of, because it's all vision. A lot of them refer to it as like vision based as well. So then I think of, yeah, almost like having a rogue that has a blink dog with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause as long as you can get to like a window, the dog can get in there. Right. And right. then as long as they can see, potentially see you, they can get out. Right. Um, so yeah, they, yeah, there's a lot of espionage. <laughs> yeah. I also think it could be a fun sort of packed animal for a warlock too. You know, obviously like the creatures that they have the ability to have, have packs with i think are less hp than that i'm pretty sure yeah but yeah i think blink dogs could be really fun to have as like a pack creature especially if you're going like what's the one with the pact of the arch fey like one of the gifts is a blink dog you know because you're dealing with some arch fey in the fey wild that's you know whoever that is that your character chooses but yeah one of the gifts for making the pack could be that sort of companionship with a blink dog instead of like a whatever other creature you'd want to choose. I think that could be fun too. Yeah. And then I was looking, I mean, mainly because I I was, it was a link tree out through, you know, wiki and article and this click on all the links. Oh yeah. But James Wyatt back in, back in the heady days of uh, March of 2000 in dragon number 269 after surviving Y2K. Yes, they were talking about the animal henchmen, and it was interesting to the loyalty that the, that the blink dog has, um, in the sense that while you could certainly just you know purchase one, like you better do right by it because it'll just leave and yeah. have fun trying to deal with the fact that it can just teleport away, um, basically like this ethereal jaunt through. And what are you going to do if it decides it's done? Um, so basically, yeah, you basically have to like blindfold it. Yeah. So it couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, ma- making sure you treat it right. That way um, it doesn't just scamper off whenever it feels like it. Yeah. So, I mean, the other part of thought is the idea of just certainly flipping it on its head and just making them evil. Um, and then just tr- just kind of flip everything we just went through. And then it could just be an evil society of dogs. Um, and I think of like all the hyenas in the lion. Yeah. King. Yeah. And just going that direction. But at the same time, like, or you've done both because again, talking about the idea that there are different packs and like what they honor and what they want to talk about and what they want to do and having different kinds of breeds of dogs represent those different packs. And just now you just have this interesting, like intelligent race races, if you will, of dog throughout your entire world. There's so much like my players are about to go into the Feywild after uh there's one of the characters it's a pixie and i just have this imagination of like they're not going through the portal like by where she lives they're gonna have to travel quite a ways to get there but i imagine like stumbling across this territory that's run by blink dogs Mm. and just like scaring the crap out of them as they like enter into like this open uh grove area and all of a sudden these blink dogs just start like appearing just like, do yeah. they start attacking or like, what do they, what do they do? You know? Cause like, 
they're going to see these blink dogs are going to see dwarves and humans and various other races they probably never seen before. And even though they're lawful good, you've yeah. got five random people walking across your territory. You know, yeah. what are you going to do? Any sensible society is going to try and protect itself. And so do they just show up and like start barking and blink dog at them or, you know, could be a really interesting encounter for them. Yeah. Well, you also think of what does lawful mean once you're in the Feywild. I mean, sure. those, law, yeah. those yeah, laws yeah, are yeah. very different um, in what you can and can't do and what is following to the letter of the law. I mean, in some ways, you you have to almost more think of what's good, air quote, in right. those in- instances. But just having like one sitting in the path and then all of the other ones just like appearing and disappearing all around them. Right. Ooh, so fun. So also, fun. if you use Blink... In the Feywild, do you like go to the material plane for a half second? Like, how does that work? <laughs> I mean, I guess you're going in the ethereal, which is theoretically the space between. But it would just be kind of funny to just like see a dog for a half second That's and true. then they disappear. That's true. Yeah, because it doesn't say on the blink dog's description. It just says a blink dog takes its name from its ability to blink in and out. It does not say it teleport. The dog magically teleports along with his equipment. It's carrying up to forty feet, so it does not say that it passes into the ethereal plane or anything or the fey plane or anything like that it just there it goes the thing to note about blink dogs though too is that it's not it's not like an every action that it can do it it does have a recharge to it Mm -hmm. which i can only imagine how broken that would be if it could do it literally every turn yeah see i thought it could i mean i mean i thought it used to be able to it could be yeah it's got a recharge of four to six now so it's 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 still like a 50% chance that it could do it, which is pretty high for a recharge to be able yeah. to do that. Cause most are like five or six in order to get it. But so in three in third edition, a blink dog can teleport as dimension door once per round as a free action. Wow. The ability only affects the blink dog, which never appears within a solid object and can immediately act after teleporting. That's pretty broken. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, the, I mean, it helps when you don't have when you have twenty two hit points to for sure. be able to, yeah, to be able. To oh wait, that. and that's on top of blink. A blink dog can use blink as the spell, and can evoke or end the effect as a free action. And that was in third edition. Jeez. Uh-huh. Now the thing that I would say to Neil is that like this idea of blink dog doesn't have to just be reserved to dogs. You could have really i mean whatever you could you could reskin that blink smart society and put it on like any creature mm-hmm. really if you wanted to wouldn't advise doing it to dragons they're already well, pretty overpowered you know blink dragons blink dragons sounds terrifying but like you could do it to really any any sort of creature i will say blink dogs probably seems the most fitting for it like blink cats it'd be pretty dope if my cat could blink oh but even worse you know all bad no don't do that <laughs> well yeah and it's like it all depends on the setting that you have like would it like birds fish you know figuring out what like an aqua like a aquatic version like if it's a blink dolphin yeah yeah you're not gonna do a blink trout no that's super funny <laughs> <laughs> that's how they get up the river man it's yeah. way easier there yeah instead of swimming up the yeah, they've got. There's one like blink trout leader that can just like teleport to the top, and then is just yelling at all the rest of them to get up here. Oh, there was. I am ordering a Feywild book since my players are going there from Cadwood Publishing. Okay, and it's like 
Feywild Creature Codex or Feyland Creature Codex or whatever. And I think there was one called like Doubt Trout or something that just like made everyone within 40 feet of it super depressed. Whoa. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, I don't really understand when or why I would use this. Yeah. But it's super dumb and super silly, which only makes sense in the Feywild. Oh, the Doubt Trout. The Doubt Trout. Just so we're clear, for th- upon further reading, because I, I mean, I guess I had really forgotten and or remember what the allure was from back in the, those early days of third. Blink is no joke. You really? basically you blink back and forth between the material and ethereal planes. You look as though you're winking in and out of reality very quickly and at random. You basically are f- take fifty percent damage from everything unless it can hit the ethereal plane. Wow. And you can, as a free action, dimension door once per round. What was the what was the challenge rating of Blink Dogs back then? Two. Oh, okay, yeah. It's been severely nerfed since then. Yeah. Gross. Add these things that I've just told you. <laughs> That's way more fun. Only because, like, what, I mean, I bet mean, it happens. It certainly happens. And you're trying to fit certain things into certain categories. And, Gotta have different creatures you know, for, yeah, you yeah, fill out the, the challenge ratings. Yeah, and when you're creating this entire book full of monsters, you're looking at the grand scheme of what you're offering. But, like, if it's me, I only have to tailor it to the people sitting at my table, which are either two kids or, you know, a bunch of people that I've played with before. So then, I mean, my, my son already has a, a wiener dog as his familiar. So Of course he does. Why wouldn't he? And so the idea of like adding these back, because part of me also thinks like the players at my table who have played for a long time would probably just be bummed at seeing like the the blink dog and the iteration that it is. Um, So I would certainly add this just because it makes it so much more ominous. I mean, depending on which road you're going, like if this is a like if this is a pack of blink dogs that your group has to fight, adding all this back in is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. You're basically, yeah, you have a 50% chance to miss all the time and it's dimension dooring. Which that takes around. some of like, that, yeah, that takes some of like the displacer beast abilities and puts it on the blink dog and yeah. keeps all of the blink dog's abilities, but just makes them more powerful than they were before. Yeah, that's interesting. Neil, what kind of homework do you have for our listeners based off of this conversation. I'd like you to go down to your local animal shelter and get a dog. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, you should, that's probably a good thing you should do. I have or three cat. dogs and I'm certainly also true, but that's not, I mean, it's not the homework for this episode. That's true. That's true. But I have three dogs, so I'm certainly not getting another one. It's hard. I think it's the biggest thing would be kind of doing what we've done here. It's like, so maybe there's nothing left to do, but searching out and then finding, I'm trying to think if there is any piece of media that would really help with this. Well, so the thing that I was thinking of, and I have, I, I watched the movies when I was really little and I do not remember anything about them, but I remembered homeward bound movies. That's what I was like. The right dogs yeah. talk to each other, you yeah. know? So I was thinking about that. I was like, is there any societal stuff in that? Like outside of them being able to talk, is there anything in that one? So you could go and watch the Homeward Bound movies again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the second, oh, first off, the fact that I'm going to say anything 
following this sentence <laughs> makes me slightly uncomfortable the level that I to which that I think I remember this but in the second one um they get lost in the city so there is like this pack of dogs that they interact mm. with like a pack of strays and then you see the society and it's broken into certain things so depending on how much you've decided your players can communicate with these dogs that just unlocks a whole lot of it because my other thought was the idea of like that sage being able to allow the players to hear yeah, and communicate. Like there's some level of communication that can then happen. The other one I thought of was also um, like Milo and Otis. Yep. Um, so that's part of it is like looking at these pieces of media that have dogs doing non dog like things, but also, you know, you're not giving them thumbs. Um, what was that? What was the movie? The hidden life of pets. I think was when I came out recently mm -hmm. to do that or Oliver and company was the other one we had talked about earlier. Like mostly I think the homework that we're giving Neil is like watch movies that don't anthropomorphize animals, but kind of makes them relatable to humans because of society and speech. All dogs go to heaven. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. true. I mean, even then you could like go and watch the lion King. Yeah. To see how that society, like you could take various elements of even the lion kingdom itself and place it in there, you know, Um, because who's to say that like some sort of Rafiki like character does not exist in the Feywild that the Blink Dogs have gotten to know, you know, could the sage be a different, like a highly intelligent baboon or something that lives in the canopies, you know? do any any number of things with that okay we did it we gave homework which i was really stressed out about because i didn't know what we're gonna do yes um okay so one more really fun one madagascar if you wanted a hilarious one you could look at the society of the lemurs (laughs) that's in there (laughs) who uh i think that one could be really funny to just have like a really weird blink dog society loosely or basically stealing the entire lemur society there the other one if like depending on how technological you need this to be clearly you just need to go watch paw patrol yeah. where, these, <laughs> where these jokers are driving around in cars like in it's cars and flying fire trucks and yeah, yeah all sorts of stuff yeah. yeah there we go okay we have done it oh nope one more nope. one more Planet of the Apes doesn't necessarily anthropomorphize the apes, even though they're, I mean, bipedal creatures for the most part and have thumbs, but like, yeah, but like structuring, seeing how their structured society works. Like you could take elements of um, how the alpha males work within the society, how, you know, the younger, the younger ones are treated in that society. You could find what are the things that are important to potentially the blink dogs and base them kind of loosely off of the planet of the apes culture. So anyways, that was, I promise that was my last one. Okay. And if you don't have a last one and you want to tell us all about it, you can always email us at dungeonmasterblock at gmail.com. Yeah. Tell us, tell us how you added blink dogs, how you added all kinds of animals to your world. You can also go ahead and leave us an iTunes review. You can also go ahead and leave us an Apple podcast review or whatever various podcasting catchers you use, leave us a five-star review or the equivalent there. 
Uh, any reviews you leave uh, help us get out to the masses more, and we want to help people be the best dungeon masters they can be. You can find us on Twitter uh, at DMS underscore block. That's DMs block. And you can like us on Facebook as well. And of course, the Block Party Podcast. Nope. The Block Party Podcast Network is has a proud member, and it is the Dungeon Masters Block. I don't care if I said it wrong. <laughs> I fixed it in the end. And you can check out other shows on the network like Dungeons dragons and daughters which i'm re-listening to because my kids won't stop making me put it on in the car as well as detentions and dragons and more and as always thank you for listening to the dungeon master's block the place where we come to talk about the dungeon master the most important person in the game the only person capable of playing god killing characters and lowering the ego of everyone else at the table have a good night everyone and keep on dungeon mastering it's not inspiration it's not wisdom and it's bad advice yeah to spice up your game just bring a dog that'll bite people he's like oh god you're like yeah roll for initiative fool goodbye